Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the show. Alhamdulillah, we have uh, a caller waiting. Assalamu alaikum, caller. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Dear caller, how are you? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Now that the weather has changed, we are in winter, and uh, the fajr time comes a bit later. If you're going on morning work, you want to stay and pray your wait for the advance to pray your fajr before you go. You always miss your bath, you get to work late, and it's not acceptable. Is it permissible for you to pray before the Azan so that you can catch your two buses? Or what is the ruling on that? So, uh, sorry, what's happening when you can't pray because what happens? Why, why is it not possible? Did you say again? And the reason is, for instance, the Fajr now, according to the local time, is 6 36. As, as today. That's right. And okay. uh, before 7 o'clock, you have to be at work. You need to oh, catch two buses. I see. Unlike I see. when it's always five, you can get up, make your two rackers, if, uh, your, your, and then even wait for the Azan, and then you can catch your bus. So if you want to wait and pray for the Azan, you will always be late for work and you will be okay. blamed. Right. So what is the ruling on that? So uh, my second question is. Uh, yeah. Let, can, the witter yeah, go prayer. Ahead, go ahead. Yes, the witter prayer. The, the witter prayer. After the fasting, your two rakas, then you do your witter. Can you use the last three stories to do the witter prayer if you don't know any long prayer, long surah to make it? Is it acceptable for you to yes. like to do your? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, yeah. No, no. I mean, I'll ask. Uh, I'll answer the second question first, right? So, in the witr prayer, you can you can definitely do kul huwallahu ahad kul auzu bi rabbil falak kul auzu bi rabbil nas in the three different rakats. It's not necessary okay. to do sabbi hisma in the first, kul yaiyul kaf in the second, and kul huwallahu ahad in the third. That is a sunnah, but it's not necessary. You could do any. Any, in fact, uh, you, you could do, yeah, any surahs in there. So that's not a problem, right? Now, going back to your first question, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitaban mawquta, that prayers are prescribed upon the people in prescribed times. So b there is no prayer. There's just no model of praying before the time. So once the fajr, if the fajr time has not entered, your fajr would not be accepted. It would become just like the hajjud prayer. So what I would suggest to you instead is that when you get to work, it seems like it's still Fajr time. So then just pray at work instead. Um, and the other thing is that when you say wait for Adhan, I'm not sure uh, which Adhan you're speaking about. If you're speaking about Adhan from your local masjid, which comes on exactly at the beginning of Fajr time, then that would signal the beginning of Fajr time. In a lot of masjids, they give Adhan 15 minutes or half an hour before the prayer, even though the prayer time actually begins earlier. So check the time of Fajr prayer, exactly. Check the time of Fajr prayer, exactly what time it comes in in the timetable. And then after that, you can pray anytime. So if you can't pray before because you have to catch bus and things, just pray at work instead. Because it's not necessary for you to pray Fajr at the beginning time. You have about one and a half hours at least, one hour, 20 minutes, one and a half hours at least to pray it. You, can, you have to pray it just before sunrise. 
So um, you don't have to pray it at the beginning time. You can actually delay it and pray it before the sun rises. That's when Fajr time finishes. So you can pray it later rather than earlier. Okay. Hopefully that, that will make it easy for you, inshallah. Yeah. Uh, actually, my third question now is, uh, with Maghrib prayer, after your first uh, two rakahs, and then the, the, the third, which is one rakah. That's right. Do you do only... Uh, do you do, do, do you do only after the uh, Fatiha? That's right. Do you need to do Surah No, surah you or don't. You just do the Fatiha alone. Yeah, in the Maghrib prayer, you don't do after, uh, in, only in, the, in any Fard prayer, actually. Any Fard prayer, you only do Fatiha and Surah or some other verses in the first two rakats only. In the Ooh. third or fourth rakat, it, whatever it has, th three or four, you only do Fatiha. And then okay. you, you carry on. Allah bless you. Allah bless you. Allah bless you. Next caller, please. Next caller, please. I've got two questions. One question is when you, I think you might want to do it, but I have heard your answer. When you miss a Jude, is it okay to pray, said the war, you miss a Jude? Or do you, is it not permissible to say the one? You are, you, yes. For my children. You can definitely do that. You can yeah. do that. You can do that. The Prophet said that the, the closest a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in their sujood. And, and you're more likely to be answered as well. So you can definitely pray in your sujood. However, the recommendation is that don't do this in your fard prayer. Uh, because the Prophet didn't, we don't know that the Prophet did uh, dua in his fard prayer. A fard prayer is like very fixed. So don't do it in your fard prayer, but in any of your sunnah, nafal prayers, go ahead and do as much dua as you want. Usually, you should only make dua in there uh, for, uh, for those things that you can only ask of Allah and not from others, right? So usually asking for, uh, for protection of your children, for guidance of your children, prosperity of your children, that would be completely fine. So yes, absolutely, in your sunnah nafal prayers, go ahead and make dua as long as you want. And Sheikh, uh, the other question is, I have a friend um, who wants to marry, but uh, the problem is that the, the, the girl he wants, to, he wants to marry is actually his cousin's daughter. So I'm just asking, is it permissible for him to marry? Is it, is it allowed in Islam to marry your cousin's daughter? You're, you're allowed to marry your cousin's daughter. If it was his brother's daughter, that wouldn't be allowed. He would be then unmarriageable to a brother's daughter because that would be his niece. This one's a cousin's daughter which is like an extended second niece or something, but that is allowed. That, that would be allowed. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Allah okay, bless you. Yes. Allah thank bless you. you. Allah bless you. Thank Allah you. Going back to our question here, uh, this, this person, uh, I mean, Allah Ta'ala make this, uh, Allah Ta'ala protect this child, bring him back. My son apostatized from Islam and refused to come back to faith. Now, you see, I'm assuming you're asking for some guidance in this regard. I've actually dealt with another case recently, um, about two cases actually, recently in the last few months. And what, what this is, is that it's what we have to try to figure out is what the problem is. So either have a very candid discussion, either yourself, if they can open up to you or to your spouse or to a friend or to a cousin or somebody. We need to find out why they apostatize. There could be multiple reasons. 
a big reason, and I'll explain to you, a big reason is because they have suffered some kind of trauma, some kind of abuse, some kind of neglect. And because of that, what they do is they think that this abuse or neglect or whatever is because of God, is because of Allah, because of Islam. So then they start hating the faith, even though the abuse had nothing to do with Islam. It had either to do with culture or it just had to do with a bad abuser or it had totally other uh, the, the wrong reasons. Shaitan just confuses the matter. A lot of people, um, I, I've, been, I've been asked to speak to people who had questions about Islam, who used, who are supposed to be from a Muslim household, but then now they've got all these questions and they're doubting their faith or have left their faith. And a number of occasions I've answered the question, uh, you know, with convincing answers, it hasn't made a difference. Reason is because it's not an intellectual problem that they have, right? So they don't have an intellectual uh, problem. What, what they have is a pastoral issue. They, they've, they've suffered something and because of that, they're conflating that and blaming Allah and the religion. Very important to find out what the real reason is. If it's an intellectual problem, okay, we can try to answer the questions. If it's, and alhamdulillah, I've, uh, we dealt with one about two years ago, alhamdulillah, he's back. However, when it comes to uh, the pastoral issues, all those people need is love. They just need somebody with religion to show them love. That's all they need. That could be the parents. There's some parents who force their children to marry their cousins and say that it's Islamic to do that. You better listen to your parents, otherwise you're going to be rejected and all sorts of things. I've, I've seen children losing their faith that way as well. All they need is to be shown that maybe the wrong that was done to them was uh, because of, uh, not because of Islam, it was because of somebody who's overzealous or somebody who's, you know, abusive or whatever the case is, and then just show them a lot of love. And inshallah, uh, we hope that it will. Otherwise, you just have to keep praying. You have to keep praying, but try to find out what the reasoning is and keep a window open. Keep a window open to your son. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray to Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring your son back and protect all of our children and all of us. Right, next question. Um, this is, uh, my wife was diagnosed with cancer two years ago and undertook chemotherapy, radiotherapy and targeted injections. We live under the shadow of a high probability of recurrence or return. Under this situation, what type of dua should we be making to Allah? Should we be asking Allah to remove any cancer cells and replace them with good cells? Should we be asking Allah to keep at bay any return of the cancer? What else can she do uh, uh, currently apart from dua? So I would say, just to answer that part, do whatever dua you want, right? Do whatever dua you want, as much as you want, Allah is there to answer you. So make whatever dua that you think is suitable for yourself and that's what you want because there's been people who have extreme cancer, alhamdulillah, they've come back. So that's definitely, I would do dua, I would specially get up for tahajjud and make dua at that time. I would give a lot of sadaqah. Sadaqah, they say that um, there was a, a big sheikh about three, four years ago, he passed away. Well, actually, he became very, very sick first the year before that. He gave immense amounts of sadaqat, charity. And mashallah, he survived a whole other year or two years, right? Right? So you, you, just give, uh, you, you just give a lot of sadaqah. What the sadaqah does is that it calms the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prophet sallallahu said in a hadith, as-sadaqatu tutfi'u ghadab al-rabb. As-sadaqatu tutfi'u ghadab al-rabb. Uh, the sadaqah, it calms down the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sadaqah 
Allah loves it because you're helping other people. So that's number one. Number two, you do lots and lots of du'a. There's no particular du'a except that if you look at the du'as for protection from illnesses, then you, can, you should use all of those. You should use all the du'as for protection, right? That are mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah. Use all of those du'as. I always say do a multi-pronged approach. Use as many health therapies that you can. And, uh, you know, there's homo, uh, homo, uh, homopathy, there's naturopathy, and there's obviously the normal medicine. I've got a friend whose wife is suffering from some extreme cancer. They're in the States. There's a medicine that they've been approved in the UK that is supposed to help the brain cancer completely, but it's not approved in the US. There's lots of things that you can find maybe in other countries. I would say I'll ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. But at the end of the day, just remember it's up to Allah. It's up to Allah. It's up to Allah. So Allah ta'ala give you shifa. Allah ta'ala give you respite. Allah bless you. Right, let's move over to a caller. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, brother, how are Sheikh. you? Yes. Sheikh, alhamdulillah. How are you, Sheikh? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. How are you doing, Sheikh? Good, mashallah. I'm, I'm listening to you from long, long. Let's sit down here. I'm only listening to you, and you're such a wonderful no. chair. Yes, okay, yes, Sheikh. brother. Mm-hmm. I just had the question about the cancer, right? About the cancer, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I know... Uh, Brother, we, I, we have I very heard, short sorry. time left, so I'm going to yeah, tell you yeah. just to that hurry up. Person, yeah. That person, he, he was in America, and the other guy was in Saudi Arabia, you know, and he told him, if you have a cancer since you are in bed, he has a cancer, and the doctor gave him three months. He's continuously reading, alhamdulillah, Surah Al-Fatih, all the time. MashaAllah. But when he's sleeping, toilet, or eating, he's, he wasn't doing it. But rest of the time, he's continues to doing Surah Al-Fatiha, and he's, he's inshallah, he's out of cancer. He's got no cancer at all. Alhamdulillah. He was very serious in the hospital, and he's back to normal life. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Jazakallah khair. Barakallahu feek. That's a, a good suggestion. Surah Al-Fatiha is definitely Surah Al-Shifa as well. So yes, we can use that as well. Okay, I think uh, our time is uh, pretty much up uh, for this weekend. Uh, Jazakallah khairan to all of you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. As I said, always, uh, whenever you have some issue, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can then use the medicine as well that if you, you know, the medicines that are available, definitely use uh, various different types of medicines. You don't have to just stick to paracetamol. There's lots of other things that you can use from the naturopathy. There's lots of help online about that. In fact, there's lo- lots of naturopathic medicine uh, practitioners that you can go to also. So keep your, uh, keep your options open and keep asking Allah, reading your du'as uh, from the Quran Sunnah. Alhamdulillah, that, will, uh, that, will bless, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you shifa. And uh, assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah bless you all and we'll see you again, inshallah. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ati'u allaha wa ati'u al-rasoola wa ulil amri minkum fa'in tanaza'atum fi shay'in farudduhu ila allahi wa al-rasooli in kuntum tu'minuna billahi wal-yawmi al-akhir 